Jews in the Morning is brought to you by Heffernan's Home Services. Heffernan's Home Services is a locally owned and operated Indianapolis business that specializes in residential and commercial window cleaning, power washing, gutter cleaning, deck renovations, soft washing, interior painting, snow removal, and holiday lighting. They service Indianapolis, Indiana, as well as all surrounding areas, including Carmel, Zionsville, Fishers, Noblesville, Westfield, Brownsburg, Avon, Greenfield, New Palestine, and Franklin. Their website, Heffernan's Home Services, Dot com has an extremely thorough gallery of their amazing work where you can see what quality is supposed to look like. If you're looking for a professional, efficient, quality service, call Chris at 317-213-8088. For 10% off any and all services, use the promo code JUICE when contacting Heffernan's Home Services. Remember, promo code JUICE for your discount. Heffernan's Home Services, award-winning service where quality is guaranteed. <clears throat> So a couple of people that I'd also like to mention on the uh, podcast before the show starts is uh, Seagrave on Instagram. It's at Seagrave, S-E-A-G-R-A-V-E. It is a uh, veteran-owned clothing company that they're getting off the ground. They've got really sweet shirts out there. Go there. Try to... um, their website is listed in their bio and order some shirts and get some stuff sent out to you. It's some badass apparel from some badass individuals. 812 Farms, they have a brewery plans approved. So once that gets finalized and all that stuff is out there, we will be sharing that across all of our social media. A1 Adventures Florida on Instagram. Also another friend of mine that is uh, starting his own business. Don't forget the Smugcast. Go over there, give them a listen, give them a download. They've got a new uh, interview this week. Head out there because it's a badass interview. These guys are really doing a lot of different stuff and they're getting ready to come up on their 100th episode. So check them out. And then finally, lastly, but not least, my buddy James just got uh, signed up with a new I want to say it's kind of like a network, kind of like the Magic Squirrel Network. But uh, it is uh, his Twitch is Live Lift Game. So it's liveliftgame.tv. If you're into video games, Fortnite and uh, streaming, follow him because he wins games teaches you how to be better at the game, and he's also a very positive community to be a part of. So go ahead and check them out. But uh, here we go. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Juice in the Morning. It was a uh, a great past week. We had an awesome interview with a uh, gentleman that I think you guys are all going to be interested in. Um, we kind of go off the rails and uh, don't get uh, very many words in edgewise on our own because of this individual. He's a great guy, very, very hilarious, funny guy. He's a huge Taylor Swift fan. He loves his uh, espressos and uh, just a, just a very funny guy. He's uh, into uh, crystals and energy and and just kind of being a. Uh, I think he's on on the rise, trying to come make a huge comeback. I think if you guys get a chance, definitely follow him on Snapchat. He did win the award for I think best Snapchat to follow or something like that. Um, we dig into it a little bit more during the interview, but uh, you know, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, here is Spencer Pratt. 
You may know today's guest as the villain from MTV's The Hills. He's a skinny margarita drinking, meat smoking, crystal slanging, hummingbird taming, brown belt wearing, Snapchatter of the year, Spencer and Spencer Pratt. Woo! Wow, I'm gonna I'm gonna need that for my voicemail. That is my new answering machine. Thank you for joining us today, man. We appreciate you taking the time to do this. I know you got other things that you got to do, but uh, we got some questions. I hope you got some good answers for us. I love answers. I can't guarantee good. That's, uh, <laughs> uh, so, so basically, I want to just talk to you about some of the things that we might see on your Instagram or your Snapchat. Um, and and one of the things I was most excited to talk to you about was the the jujitsu. I, I basically wanted to talk about how you got into it, um, who you train with, and what your obviously your goals. And it's going to happen very soon is become a black belt and just kind of give us your process of where all that began. Uh, well, when I was 15, my next door neighbor, Susie, she was like the older, cool girl. And she, I would kick it at her house trying to be around her older, cool friends. And one day this gnarly guy was over and he starts. I didn't even know what it was at the time. This was pre-internet and, you know, nobody knew what jujitsu was. He starts choking me out, putting me in arm bars. And I'm like, what is this? And he's like, I'll teach you. Come to my house and I'll teach you. I'm like, dang, okay. So I, I, I go to his house and he's got mats in his garage and his dad's standing there and they're in, now I know, kimonos or geese or whatever. And they give me one. And they're barely speaking any English. And I'm like, man, this is so hectic. Like, what, what is this? And I complained to my mom. I'm like, yeah, I wish they spoke better English, you know, <laughs> so I could learn this better. So that ends up that uh, my neighbor was dating Hoxon Gracie. Rest oh, in wow. peace. He's in heaven now. Uh, Hickson's uh, first son, Hickson Gracie's first son. And the, the dad was Hickson Gracie. So my first jujitsu lesson was with Hickson Gracie and his son in their garage in Pacific Palisades when they just kind of moved shit. to California. And Hickson was still a pride fighter at the time. Um, and then so I started going to Hickson's Academy in Pacific Palisades uh, all the way until uh, Blue Belt. And then my favorite instructor uh, got thrown out of the academy. Uh, shout out Chago Velas, gnarly. Now he's a black belt. But back then he was a brown belt for... Uh, kind of punky in the guy that this older guy that was like you know talking all this shit about me because i was dating some girl that he liked so he put up, <laughs> he put up these little uh, flyers around all like the hot spots like little like talking shit graffiti things with my name in it and so oh, wow. this instructor was my homie kind of punked him and then he got fired for that so i was like well i'm gonna have to ride with chago who backed me up so then i just started having chago train you know, like 15 of my homies at the house uh, down the street. And then uh, all the way until I went to USC and I was still training in college. And then uh, Chago ended up having to leave uh, the country for some legal reasons. <laughs> uh, so, uh, you know, he was definitely a character. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of good Chago stories. He's a good guy to have on your team. I'll tell you that much. And so I was stuck in downtown LA with nobody to train with. So I literally Googled downtown LA jujitsu. And at the time, uh, there was this boxing school called LA Boxing. So there, this guy, Vonder Braga, who was actually an active MMA fighter, who had got his black belt from 
Jorge Pier- George Piero Piero, who was one of Hickson's black belts, so it was still kind of all affiliated. You know, they had yeah. Hickson patches and everything. So I trained with him every day until Pearl Belt, and I thought I was like the man. And I was like, <laughs> I'm going to go to the world championships and compete as a Pearl Belt. I in saw Brazil. you. So, I saw you at Abu Dhabi. Yeah. So this was this was back 2002. I go oh, wow. before even Worlds was in the u.s and i go to brazil and no joke it was in the, the famous to like tajuka tennis club i walked in this was pre ibjjf where you have to actually wash your gi and they like check your gi so back in these days guys like chago i know personally had certain gis that they never washed that they <laughs> out on tournament day they would smell so bad you would actually throw up if you got near it oh, God. and so as i approached like the waiting area pen and there's like 300 of these geese and i'm just like pretty much like a spoiled brat from la it's like i can't i'm not a, you know a hardened brazilian gangster here that can handle these smells <laughs> i was just like f this i am i'm not I, i'm tapping out right now the smell alone in this little pan that they have me and i i don't I, no gold medals worth having any of these guys near me i'll catch something this is like how you get hepatitis or something oh, yeah uh, for sure definitely get some staff that way so yeah i mean it, the smell still haunts me it was still, <laughs> and you know no air no just pure heat i'm just like oh my god it's so that was my reality of like i'm not cut out to be like an actual like you know jujitsu tough guy i'm just gonna keep doing this for fun so i go back to usc i'm 20 years old pearl belt and i'm like i'm over college so i see the osbournes on tv and i'm like i need to make a reality show so i withdrew from college on a medical leave or whatever leave of absence bought a camera and called up my buddy who to me the osbournes was just a show that had a bunch of people yelling at each other in a mansion and it's like i had a rich friend that i knew (laughs) who had a bigger mansion that had somebody yelling that you could even understand it wasn't pretty (laughs) so i went and shot this show that i ended up calling the princes of malibu which i sold to fox at 20 years old and uh at that time i was so hardcore into jujitsu but brody was like brody's this brody jenner yeah yeah yeah. that's crazy blah blah so he was over you know he likes jujitsu but he doesn't like anybody being better than him at something so (laughs) he was like no we're gonna start boxing forget jujitsu and since i'm living in his pool house filming a show about his family i was like okay whatever so i stopped training jujitsu got into boxing every day with him and you know so that way he didn't feel like I was better than him at something, <laughs> even, even though I was better at him in boxing. Yeah. Uh, so then it was uh, uh, the Princess of Malibu, long story short, it didn't end up working out because after 25 years, the parents on the show filed for divorce oh, wow. the morning the show aired. Oh, shit. That, so the network was like, we just bought a family show and they just filed for divorce. Show's over. So I got to go back to college. I'm like in college for like a day and I see the hills on TV on MTV and I see one of the names of the people that was working for me on the Prince of Melbourne. I call him, I'm like, 
oh, I paid you to be working on my show and then you don't call me up and you have the show and he's like no 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 it's a set cast of these girls from Laguna Beach you can't get on the show I was like well F that I'm gonna be on the show next week <laughs> so I call my this, this Brody up I'm like yo get your boy Jared this guy Jared who's just this baller his dad was for sure just an arms dealer or something like <laughs> Lebanon or wherever and I'm um, like we need to be popping bottles right next to where they're filming and just stunt and just make it so we have to be on the show and and we did that and just like literally just put ourselves or i put myself in front of the cameras and just you know hijacked the hills and you made so, you made yourself one of the most memorable uh cast members oh, from the hills try, ever for sure trying to stay in the game it's it's hard it's a whole new world <laughs> no that's it, for it, that. it was uh, it was an awesome it was awesome time period too because that's like kind of like around the time that i was i mean you're just a couple years older than me but uh that was like i was watching that with uh with girls that was kind of like a uh a date night type situation we would go over and watch the hills and you know try to get lucky that way so yeah, we were for sure uh listening here in indiana or watching the show in indiana when i was a kid well, bless your hearts. I don't get any money. Um, so then uh, back to jiu-jitsu. I started managing uh, Hickson's top black belt, this guy, Kevin Casey, now known as King Kevin Casey, and got him like a six-fight deal with Strike Force before they got bought by UFC. So, you know, I would train maybe once a week. You know, like I was just so concerned about being a millionaire famous person that Right. You know, I let jujitsu fall behind, which was the probably the biggest mistake in my life. Because if I think if I'd stayed with jujitsu, I would have been more grounded, got so much of that like anger energy that I had from just being, you know, you know, I was faking a character. But then once you do it enough, and then people feel that, and then people hate you, and then you're like, I hate people back, and it was right. like this vicious cycle that I just manifested that energy. Whereas I think I could have faked being a villain train jujitsu every day and then been in interviews like yeah you know it's a show it's great you know versus like it's real f you you know so yeah. uh just, so just then I, you know i didn't train enough we trained every now and then but not enough and then the hills got canceled i moved uh costa rica for a summer thinking i could be a millionaire there but it's just as expensive as malibu if you're trying to like <laughs> live like gringo there so that backfired flew home was thank god my parents had a rental property in santa barbara california so i was like yo i need to stay there for a weekend they're like oh, i don't know about that that turned into eight years uh, <laughs> so thank god for that um but while i was there for the first three years i just became like pretty much obese just eating mexican food and margaritas this is pre-skinny margaritas <laughs> yeah we definitely <laughs> wanted to ask you about the skinny yeah, margaritas now, as well I'm into skinny because I know if you don't know skinny, how fat you can get drinking Cadillac <laughs> margaritas all day, every day. So now I at least just do like tequila on ice with a splash of lime and call that a skinny margarita. It's really just a glass of tequila right. with ice. Yeah. Um, well, 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 speaking of all that stuff, kind of like your fall from graces and all that stuff, tell us about, you know, actually getting to that that evil place and, and you said you know they hated you you hated them and kind of got to a dark place and then kind of your rise back to you know getting grounded back with jujitsu and you know you know my, my, adopting all these healthy habits and becoming who you are today and and with the crystals and all that stuff we kind of wanted to hear the, like you know your rise so, right from so now we're drinking the margaritas and these two brothers uh that work in the, the mexican restaurant shout out delgado's 
Uh, I'm like, oh, you guys look all pumped up. What's going on? They just had a different energy. And they're like, oh, we started training jujitsu. I'm like, huh? <laughs> I knew something was done. I was like, uh, where are you training? And they said this MMA place. I'm like, come on. Like, that's cool. You're doing something. But if you really want to train jujitsu, you got to be at a jujitsu academy to like learn jujitsu. Like, I know you can learn some moves at like an MMA school, but right. that's not going to cut it. And I, growing up, I'd already always heard about uh, Jeff Glover and Bill Cooper that were out of Santa Barbara at Paragon. And I was like, you guys need to go train at Paragon with Frangia. Um, so they started doing that and they come back and they're like, wow, life changing. And I'm saying to Heidi, how am I telling these 19 year olds what, what they should do with their lives? And I'm not <laughs> doing it. So that next day I Googled Frangia's number and I said, yeah, I want to start training every day with you. I got to get my life back together. So then we started doing six days a week for like three years. And, uh, uh, and so now here, and then I moved back to LA a year ago and it's way too far to drive two hours to train with Frank Gia. So the best person I know in the world on the West side area is Edwin Najmi. So I was like, yo, Edwin, I need to train with you. He's like, I got you. So he's just taken, you know, Frangia is amazing, incredible, but like he's also in his forties, you know, Edwin yeah. is what, 24 and like a peak of his career, superstar athlete. So just feeling and seeing that type of energy has made my love for jujitsu and like where you can go with jujitsu now. It's like hanging out with Neo in the matrix, you know, like I yeah. used to kick it with Morpheus, like <laughs> the old school guy. And then there's just like, who's the you know so it's definitely I, definitely seems like you and edwin are like batman and robin for sure you guys are uh, all your instagram videos you're always chilling and you're always do, uh, doing role sessions together and you got the music going and so that's pretty only problem with the guy is he's getting too famous it's like <laughs> right, when I get, right when i get into like a role he's like oh i'm flying to russia tomorrow oh, i'm flying to china tomorrow oh, i'm flying to singapore i'm like Dude, like, I'm trying to train. Like, so thank God <laughs> my backup is Gabriel Argus. All due respect, Gabriel. And I don't mean backup in the sense you're not the last year's world champion. But, uh, I was going to say there's got to be a lot of straight killers out there in the jiu-jitsu world. Yeah, and then I'm, I'm going to start training with Kennedy. Uh, Mar I don't know how to say your last name right, Kennedy. Marcial <laughs> Cobrinha's son. I'm gonna start, I told him I'll start training with him if he won the brown belt world championship and right after he won he dm me he's like you ready i'm like okay <laughs> I'm like, it's just, you're in the game now kid let's do it uh because i'm a clout chaser in jujitsu like i got all these people want to train i'm like you know honestly like unless you're one of the best in the world i'm trying to like only kick you at that level these days that's what you gotta uh, do yeah and I just don't get injured with the, the, the elite the elite guys. They don't have, at least with me, because they don't have the ego. Yeah. So they're not trying to hurt me, you know, obviously like hurt me with technique, but there's no like just extra stuff. Like I could get super injured rolling with anybody else any day of the week. With these guys, it's almost like you'll be in a wild, crazy scramble and they'll be like, stop, 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 you need like the they see things that they know are going to lead to a bad knee injury or they just, it's so, they're so five steps ahead of the jujitsu that they know an injury's come in and they just stop and it's like anybody else who just scrapped into that injury. So, right. That's insane to think like, about. I never even thought about it that way. Yeah. A lot of people are always like, why don't you train the classes? It's like, cause I'm trying to run a crystal business have a newborn baby it's like if i was 20 years old didn't you know everyone i know who trains in jiu-jitsu classes is getting surgery like every other month because that's the whole thing we were like you only train private it's like no i don't 
uh, I don't drill privates. I scrap for an hour straight with the best guys I can find. You know, it's not like I'm like, oh, I want a soft little, you know, let's just work on a freaking technique for an hour. It's like, no, it's not what I do. Because right. there, you know, I know that's, I get that. Like, why don't you do the class? Like, well, thank God I have the budget to pay the best. Yeah. Just there you go. Me. And you learning, learning yeah. from the best. Yeah, and it's like, I get it. Like, I'm sure you, don't get me wrong. You want to get tough as shit. Do two days a week at an elite academy and take right. all the classes. I'm not. Not saying that like my route's better, but for me and my lifestyle, you know, it's not realistic. For like, I want, I'll never forget back in Santa Barbara, I, you know, when I would jump in some group classes to try to like just, you know, get some roles in. There was this guy, first day, white belt. I'm like, oh, help this guy out, you know, young, tough, freaking yoked oh, yeah. up dude. And I'm like, you know, we're doing a nice little light roll or whatever. I don't even know what he did to me. Some crazy ass, you know, middle America wrestler shit. I'm just like, <laughs> like, you know, like almost died. I'm like, we don't do that in jujitsu guy. Like whatever it was, like it works. Don't get me wrong. Like, but like, yo, we're doing jujitsu here, but I just don't, I can't be risking, you know, these well, extra moves that are invented by, you know, non-elite athletes. Cause there's a lot of invention going down in these jujitsu classes. Oh yeah. You know, like freestyling stuff. Well, you, you for sure got to do what's best for you, especially when it comes to training. Cause like you said, you don't want to get hurt. So if you got, like you said, you had the budget and everything. And I mean, I can't say that if I wasn't balling out of control like you, I wouldn't be trying to roll with the best either. So, well, and then just being able to get the chance to do that. It just is, it's insane. And, and I feel like you've got a very good, like business mindset, even though like you, you said you've had some tough times, but the, the business is like just talking to you these like you know 15 minutes we've been on the phone everything that i've heard you kind of say almost has like a like a, a business mindset to it like just meeting the people doing the things that you've done with the people and like keeping in contact with that guy that you do worked on your show with you so what's it like you know starting up your uh your newest business and what you're doing now uh so the newest business which well first off it's it's just the saying I've always heard that I was always trying to find, like we were like, you gotta do things, to be really successful, I always heard you gotta do something you love. And it's like, I thought I loved being on TV and it's like, don't get me wrong, I love like the attention and like people asking for photos of me, but like, I don't love, you know, having to do things that I wouldn't naturally do to make TV. Like, don't get me wrong, if I was an actor, I could easily go play freaking a sicario and be fine with that but with reality you know reality tv you do a lot of acting and then people think that's who you are and then you get like a weird vibe from people it's like yo that's not how i was getting a million dollars to say that fool. Like, not real. <laughs> like so that you know in retrospect i didn't love being a reality star because it's not necessary reality whereas now i'm finally doing something i love because i do love crystals and so my this famous crystal designer that makes these energy crystal lamps itself for like 30 grand, 40 grand, Jeez. he randomly did this batch of crystal pendants like you could wear as like on a chain or like a rope or whatever. And this um, person that I know was at the Denver Gem Show, she sent me a photo of one of these pendants. I was like, I need that. And she's like, I can get the hookup price because I know him. 150 bucks and I got one and I loved it. And I told my wife, I was like, 
I need a hundred of these. Like I want one every day of the, you know, every day of the week. And she's like, you're never buying any more crystals. You're done wasting money. I was like, okay, that's it. I'm going to sell this guy's pendants so that I can like keep the ones I want out of my own batch. But I didn't think it was going to be like, you know, crazy business. I thought I could just over time, you know, sell them, you know, keep a couple. So, uh, now I'm selling out like 300 a week, just, uh, you know, for up to 150 bucks a pop, which right. was my price. So it's not, people are like, that's pretty expensive. It's like, no, no, I'm selling it for the price that I got my hookup on. So, you know, and the reality is you got Nicole Richie selling bootleg versions of mine for $1,400. So, <laughs> you know, I really am like killing the game on quality and price. So now my personal collection is probably out like, I was going to say three, probably 300 of them. So I like, I'm living like exactly the dream I wanted out of 300 of these just banging ass chains. Well, what would you say the, the actual energy that you get from them? Like, do you, do you actually receive like something from it or is it, is it uh, t- 10 years ago? I was deep in that, uh, that frequency where, you know, I was, you know, doing certain ones for moods and days. Now it's kind of like, a Gucci backpack for me. Like I feel fresh to death. Like, oh, I say that, you know, like if a girl is like, what's the energy? I'm like, like, do you believe in energy? I'm like, well, how do you feel when you buy your Louis Vuittons or whatever and your new little hot dress and you're going to the club? Well, my dope ass crystal on your outfit is going to make that energy feel even better. You know, it's just when something looks dope, it feels dope. So I know Tesla as in not the car, like the, the scientist that, is in heaven or wherever mm-hmm. he has some banger quotes about crystals being having energy and you know if people are like oh that's hokey hipster shit well i think tesla is smarter than you hater so google, <laughs> google what homie said and it's some smart stuff that i can't requote because uh, i don't have that type of memory but so there is science to it i choose to believe that there's energy and in, in everything and and it's we're all i actually believe we're in a holographic universe so really it's just i'm I, it's just energy manifesting in some dope ass shape so i mean it's so deep but the reality no, yeah is, i I'm, I'm i'm on the same page as that because i feel like there's a lot of energy in the world that you can control it you can kind of go forward you can stop yourself completely and it's a lot harder to keep going forward from that stop position but if you keep it going it kind of builds and that's what i feel like is kind of going along with this podcast and being able to talk to people like you and stuff like that i think it's been very helpful for us to keep that forward momentum and that forward energy going well, that's one thing I did learn from being like a crazy millionaire and really famous to broke and not famous, how fast you can lose momentum. So now that's why I'm hitting like eight shots of espresso a day. <laughs> I, you know, like I feel the momentum again, like I've never felt before because before the momentum was negative energy and now I feel positive energy momentum. So it's like I'm grinding out here like a freaking like a trapper selling crack well, like, I would shit. say that you have what's called a routine to the I mean to the furthest extent that I can think is every time I follow your Instagram story your Snapchat story any of that kind of stuff you're always got this kind of routine going with um, you know the hummingbirds the crystals the espresso the jujitsu it's always you know skinny margarita so it seems like you you live this lifestyle on a daily basis and kind of do the same things but they all seem to be you know 
moderate you're, you know you're using moderation with obviously with alcohol and stuff and everything seems to be like a healthy healthy habitat and you're and you're really um like going for it man like you're really doing the thing i say all the time i literally am bill murray in groundhog's day like certain things, <laughs> certain things like change like in the movie but it's like the same formula and it's to me it's like when i even get to go like on trips like we just went heidi had a movie role and in texas and we had to go visit our family in colorado and like they're great trips and and like somebody like me was always thinking content it's like oh it's new content but like my spirit's like ah, i'm out of my i'm out of my zone like everything like i need to get back to my like groundhog's day like it's a glitch it's a glitch in the matrix like oh, but, I, uh, I totally feel that man like i i work a full-time job and do the podcast and when i when i leave for like a vacation for more than a few days it's kind of like I, I start to get antsy like i want to get back and i know that sounds terrible because not everybody likes their job but i kind of enjoy it and not, i enjoy that routine yeah not everybody likes a routine but i think us three for sure that's a big part of our at least a big part of my life and, and justin's life so yeah well that's one thing i learned is like i you need to make sure your routine is like you're talking about positive momentum because i was in a routine where i was eating pie drinking non-skinny margaritas <laughs> and that routine took me straight to the garbage can so like if you like reflect and you're like this is not right you need to reset like a hard reset so and that's what i did it's like i was just like no what would you it. what would you say that really got you out of that and so maybe like inspirational thing that you could tell somebody if they are in like a dark say, place. I would say jujitsu. Once you start training and you're fat and you're just like getting worked, you're just like, and you're just sweating just sugar and alcohol. You're like, I'm <laughs> over this. And you just, and you want to choke these people that are choking you. And you're like, I'm going to train harder. So that's why I really look back and I'm like, if I had just been training jujitsu during the hills, I think I would be Chris Pratt right now instead of Spencer Pratt. <laughs> Uh, no, no, I think that uh, that's a that's a great thing that and one thing that I've noticed from doing this podcast if we we've talked to a few people that train jujitsu and fight MMA and one thing that I would like to say to all of you guys and anybody listening is you know jujitsu and just MMA and just that kind of stuff in general all these guys minds work so much faster than some of the other people we've talked to like talking to you the back and forth is quick talking to the other guys we've talked to the back and forth is really quick I feel like it's good for your your whole body and your whole mind state and everything oh I like I might go through withdrawals now if I don't train so it was I trained the least before going into worlds because I'm like a reckless training partner and I didn't want to injure Edwin or Gabriel so I didn't train for like probably four weeks six weeks for the first time in years to like because I didn't want them and it's like I was going I was like in a dark place it's like ah, like a junk like going through <laughs> like I need to train uh, but yeah you just gotta anybody who hasn't done it you it's not like a it can be if you find the wrong place it can be so make sure you do your research you know hang to hang around the gym meet meet the guys and you know if the vibe's not right leave and find a different academy because for sure there definitely is the wrong type of jujitsu out there you know it's not for everyone at certain academies but you got to find an academy where there's other like-minded people that are just you know whether it's business people that you know this is their side thing like if you're you know have a family and you just want to do this for your extra thing like don't go try to 
start training with a clique of young guys all trying to be on the competitive circuit. You know, you yeah, gotta, it's good you gotta find the right balance because it can be the uh, you know I don't I there's a lot of jujitsu out there. I'm like, you know, you go hang out at a jujitsu gym and like, wow, this is my culture. Ah, whoa, I don't. You know, there there is a lot of tough guy energy out there that I hope turns into more of like Edwin energy, like. Right. You know, can smile, have a good time, be totally the most likable, nice people ever. But then if like it cracks off your worst nightmare, right. you know, like that, that's a vibe. That's, I look that, for. that's some good advice for sure. Um, so one last question before we let you go. Um, and probably the most important question. Uh, where did you get your love for Taylor Swift, man? <laughs> so uh when the whole for people who aren't do not follow pop culture like me that are listening the backstory is uh the media about a year ago turned on taylor swift so crazy when kim kardashian pretty much set her up and they made it look like taylor said that kanye west could have these lyrics about saying that he had sex that she should have sex with him because he made that bitch famous blah 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 and she went out publicly or, or PR and they're like, I never gave him permission to say this. And then Kim dropped this video where she never says, yes, you can say like, you never hear what Kanye asked. Like he never says to her like, okay, I'm going to say I made you famous. That bitch should have sex with me. And you never hear Taylor say, yes, I love that line. <laughs> that never happened. But the media took it like, oh, Kim dropped the video. She did say yes to it. It's like, no, she didn't. But so everyone turned on Taylor Swift. She had this whole squad of all these famous people. They're always backing her. They all ghosted her. And I said to Heidi, you know, I feel like Taylor Swift is more hated right now than Spencer Pratt was when he was famous on the hill. So I was like, I'm going <laughs> to... I said, I'm taking over her gang. I'm the new Taylor Swift squad. This is my, this is my energy. And it was, and I, Heidi's like, I never seen you so like Holy Spirit level possessed. And I just felt like, I'm like, it's on now. Like, I love you, it. you, you want to play against Taylor Swift? I'm her gang leader. So the, the Swift squad became the Swift gang, and uh, I took over. And I just started before the album came out. I was like, no matter what it sounds like. I'm only playing this music on my story. And he's like, huh? And then she dropped, look what you made me do. And it was like, <laughs> and to me, not only is it like the best song ever, but it was like a metaphor to like me snapping. Like, that's it. Dude. I'm getting back. I'm back in the game. Look what you just made me do. You're all fucked. I'm coming. Literally. Retirement's over. Literally, and the only reason I like that song is because I oh, hear dude, it on your Snapchat. It, it's a banger. I'm telling you. It, 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 in the car, it hits. I, I don't, I'll argue with any. I mean, the four best songwriters in the world wrote it. Like, like statistically, if you look at their, like, Wikipedia, like, how many hits they've written. It's like, it would literally be, like, the greatest songwriters teamed up the greatest producers teamed up. So it is like, she brought the hottest banger ever. And, and so I said, I kept saying to Heidi, like, man, just, I wonder if Taylor knows I'm the only one out here, like riding for her this hard when all these people that were at her 4th of July parties and shit, where are they? I don't hear about that. Um, <laughs> they so they then, brought the, the Avengers of the writers together. So I, to, get the, I get the VIP box mailed. It's like the invite to the Taylor concert. Keep in mind, the tickets to this show are yeah. like three grand a pop. So I don't expect, you know, close seats or whatever. I'm thinking, okay, <laughs> at least we're, 
in the stadiums or when she acknowledged me to all, you know, because so many people were like, she doesn't care about you. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, yeah, she cares now, bitches. Like, so when we roll up, I keep walking closer, closer. The ushers keep pointing me. We get to the first row at the Rose Bowl. Not only, I open up the envelope. I only asked for two tickets. She, four front rows. <laughs> at least 6,000 in tickets or whatever. Then I get an email from her publicist. It says, uh, we're going to try to pull you back before the show. I'm like, huh? So next thing you know, we're in Taylor Swift's dressing room. She's in her, like, I'm a hundred millionaire times 10. <laughs> you know, keep in mind, rewind. I was a Taylor Swift fan, you know, obviously now. But when I saw her SEAL Team 6 that she rolls with, I became a stan. She rolls with a click. I think half the people that killed Bin Laden are now working for Taylor Swift. I've seen so many famous people's security in the last 15 years. They don't even come... We're not talking like the big buff guys. We're talking like my my best friend is like a 20-year Delta sniper commander. Like I know what like a switched on tier one operator looks like she had 12 of them all they're not they're all wearing like iraq kits like as in they're going not like suits they're all in like merrill and arcteryx like I'm, i hit like my dream hit squad if i'm going to like go kill like isis i'm bringing taylor swift click like so that instantly and then i said damn to these guys before we go i'm like what contract are you what contractors are you guys with? Like, who are you guys? And they're like, uh, whatever. They said, like, Blue Wave LLC. I'm like, huh? <laughs> Who's that? They're like, Taylor's company. They're all on contract with Taylor. <laughs> she has her own like, army. Like, I'm telling you, I've never seen anything like it. And any action movie you've seen, these guys are past that level. I mean, the, the beard, the looks, the, the swagger, the energy. I'm like, so just off the jump right there i could have left meeting her bodyguards i was like i was starstruck it was like oh my god so then we go in and her mom and her like when everyone turned on taylor you were there for her like giving me the you know giving me the monologue that i had given heidi so many times like they see me doing this they did and they said everything the worst part though i was like oh she, i'm so glad you watch all my snaps I'm like oh no we're not on snapchat i'm like huh <laughs> do IG story what <laughs> so, whatever they don't even thankfully that maybe Heidi's like maybe it's better they didn't see your snaps maybe it's too much I don't know whatever <laughs> no it's awesome that's so uh, fucking she was, cool she treated us like as cool as down to earth as you could be literally I know because I just left her last person on like uh, her opening acts were done I'm like there's 65,000 people waiting. Like, I think, thank you so much for holding our baby for 10 minutes. What are like, it's time for you to go on. So like, she wasn't like, okay, I got to go perform for 65,000 people. Like her energy was so like in the moment present. Uh, it was so inspiring for me as the egomaniac to see that like, even when I get $500 million, like remember how humble Taylor was. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's, that's inspirational. In yeah. Itself. I was like, remember how that energy, I will say of everyone I've ever met in my whole life though, walking backstage, the energy, I had never felt it so strong change to like some soup. It was, I'm telling you out of some movie scene, 
like magical as you start walking back there the the energy it was crazy i'm telling you <laughs> and i'm in, i'm in tune like i'm always that's how i engage so much of every situation i'm always like what's this frequency what's this vibe what's going on here like i'm always very hyper aware of like everything in my surroundings and this is the weirdest shift like like i don't know if she's an alien you know what i mean like, I, I don't know it's if it very was possible like, it's yeah very, i was like possible, what's yeah. going on here i don't know if we're is a human <laughs> so if she would uh, if so, she would have taken you up into a spaceship at that moment would you have been would you have went i don't know if i went That's what I mean. <laughs> but I, hey who knows i will say though i was planning on like dialing back how much I like played her music after the concert. It, it was going to be like my finale. And then after she treated us like, okay, at my funeral, this song must go down. Like, this is it. We're all in. But uh, yeah, no. It's been, and then meeting Justin Bieber the other day, I was like, what is going on? I saw that. Like, so I saw now the I picture. Just meet Selena Gomez uh, and her her best friend DM me like her non famous best friend, but like <laughs> who has eighty thousand followers for being her like real non famous best friend. So crazy. And, well, she didn't DM me. She tagged me on her story that said like the greatest Snapchat in the world at since Rad, and I sir, I followed her back. We've been DMing, but so that makes me think. Okay. Selena watches me occasionally. <laughs> My, cha- you know, I'm almost have the trifecta of the. She's she's got to. You're the Snapchatter of the year, right? Dude, yeah, you need I know. To, I got, you need well, to do snap, your own I'm, podcast. I'm going after uh, IG story of the year this year. Snap. I don't know where it's going to be in 2000. Yeah, dude. I, I actually follow you more on Instagram than anything, and that's. I think that's where it's at. I think you're right. Yeah, so everyone I like actually have in my real life is not on Snap, so that's got to tell me something. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think meeting all those people you need to get your own podcast, my friend. Oh, we do. It's called Make Spidey Spidey Make Spidey Famous Again. There we go. Uh, yeah, we're on well, only like 35 episodes, but it's Heidi and I and our baby. Hell yeah. And uh yeah, no podcasting's un- incredible. I didn't actually realize how big of a deal it was and that's why obviously i jumped on years because i was like podcasts i thought like we podcasted peaked years ago i don't even think they've started well, yeah really. we haven't even scratched the surface of what yeah, it's gonna end not. up being it's so crazy and that's like that's most people now besides like story they're like oh i love your podcast i'm like what a new world like <laughs> a lot of people don't have time to watch tv shows but they always are in traffic they always have an airplane flight, so like a podcast. You can only listen to so much music on you know one trip. Yeah, right. I don't even listen to the radio anymore. I only listen to podcasts. Yeah, yeah I'm I'm starting to like do a little switch back for my energy levels though. I'm starting to get back into my music listening days. Like I just I feel like it helps the content of the podcast because all you listening to Taylor Swift. Oh yeah, T Swift makes some <laughs> rounds on there a lot and uh, a lot of old like 2002, 2003 rap and things like that. Yeah, well, no, my main, if I didn't listen to trap music, uh, I don't think my hustle would be where it is. They inspire me so much because like regular rap artists, they make it because they have a conglomerate pushing them, you know, just like a regular TV star or a movie star. They have these conglomerates that push them with hundreds of millions of dollars in marketing budgets or whatever. But a trapper, they are straight off the street. If they make it, they have just from grinding. So I try to model my hustle based off my favorite trappers and how they're 
promoting themselves. And, well, all your yeah. all your Instagram captions are usually trap music, right? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> and, and that's and that's the energy I I try to embody. Is just there like, you go, man. Is do or die for the grind. Hey, thank you so much for taking your time to talk oh, to us, man. My pleasure. Thanks for reaching out. And uh, I hope to one day be able to make it out to California. I've been I've been the uh, worst tra- like world traveler of all time. So uh, I'm gonna have to get out there sooner or later, and uh, maybe we'll uh, hang out or something someday. Get a skinny margarita. Uh, yeah, I'll be at Tallulah's. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to give them, give them some, uh, give that extra shot. You know, Sam. No, I am gonna stop. I'm gonna take a break. Is my one problem. I'll order a skinny margarita, and I'm like, okay, I'm fit. I didn't, you know, have any flour tortillas. I had, <laughs> like, you know, I'm all fit. And then second that that buzz kicks in, I'm looking for my secret stash of thin mint Girl Scout cookies. <laughs> how but many, just, how many shots of espresso do you think you have a day? Oh, eight. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with yeah. that. I'm so jealous. Oh, no, of, I, I'm so I'm jealous of the espresso machine that you have. I need to get me one of those for sure. Yeah, my I'm trying to get rich so that I can upgrade to like cafe level. Like the one I have is like a pretty high end home level, but I'm still like I want to be where like you got your eye on a no, better one. Yeah. Oh my god. Well, <laughs> mine's like mine's like fifteen hundo. The ones that I'm looking at are like nine to twenty. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Yeah, that's just a, that's a car for me. Is there? Yeah, well, I, I got to We're talking. This is. I'm trying to get jet money here. <laughs> you know, I, I. Well, I. My goal and the the vision is to be the like Amazon of crystals. Be you know Costco of crystals. Like if anyone in the world is looking for crystals, they're looking at PrattDaddyCrystals.com. Like that. For sure. To me, I feel like no one has that, and that's and I I've I've spent the money myself to get the. Like once you've dropped over a million on your own crystals, you have the juice to be like the guy. (laughs) Well, kind of while you're at it, go ahead and plug if you want to. It's totally up to you, but plug everything that you got going on. You said the the website. PratDaddyCrystals.com, PratDaddy.com for that merch. Uh, That's that's those are the hustles. Awesome. Uh, I want to get me one of those tie dye shirts to say uh, Frat Daddy on them for sure. Uh, Well, I'm going to drop the tie dye uh, uh, sequins without the Pratt for just the people out here trying to be daddy to whoever. (laughs) So the daddy version's coming. You know, I think. I want that for sure. Yeah. Yeah, the daddy, because I think a lot. I'm going to sell that one a lot more because as much. I love myself. I think uh, I'll open up a bigger market with the daddy shirts. A lot of daddies out there. Yes, exactly. for sure. And and you know, girls are now even calling themselves daddy. So I'm gonna have you know <laughs> a, a little a little booty shorts to say daddy on them. There you go. Job. I love all, I right, love well, all those things. For your time, I gotta go drop this uh, teeth whitening ad before it gets too late here. All right, man, get your hustle on. We'll talk to you later. All Thanks right. for being on the show. Peace out, My man. My pleasure. Later, first. That's great. (laughs) Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for taking your time to listen with us. I hope you all have a fantastic week. And uh, you know what? If you are looking to follow us on any social media, it is at Juice in the AM on Twitter, on Instagram, and Facebook. Just search Juice in the Morning. We are on anything that you can listen to podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on iHeartRadio, iTunes, or Apple Podcasts now, I guess is what they're called. Um, Anything that you can uh, listen to podcasts, you can find us. So 
So just type in the search in the search bar, Juice in the Morning um, on Google. You're going to find exactly what you want to find. You know, and we've got a lot coming in the future. Uh, we had a great week, great interview. We've got more interviews coming for you guys. And we also have a lot more nonsense as well. Trust me, I've been taking some notes. Um, and I've also been listening to a lot more uh, music lately. So uh, I've kind of tried to get away from listening to as many podcasts as I usually do, just because I feel like I'm just kind of using it as white noise. And uh, I went back and kind of downloaded a lot of old school songs from my uh, from my young high school days. And I'm really annoying the shit out of my wife by playing these. But I hope you enjoy. And uh, let's just say who? Who? Mike Jones. See up in my window. These niggas don't understand me, cause I'm boss hog on candy. Top down at Maxis with a big Glock 9 handy. Pieced up, creased up, stand dressed to impress. Big boss, Bill Buckle under my mid.